Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. G'day and welcome. This is the Hunting Republic podcast. The podcast where we discuss all things hunting and outdoors. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind. And all that was real is left behind. So if you love hunting, camping, fishing, hiking, bushwalking, full driving, or just being in the outdoors then we reckon you've come to the right place. My name is Luke, I will be your host, and I can't wait to have you along for the journey. So please enjoy this edition of the Hunting Republic podcast. G'day team, and welcome to another edition of the Hunting Republic podcast. Um, Today's episode is... well, we finally got around to sitting down and catching up with Scott and Jamie from Urban to Outland. Um, if you cast your minds back a few episodes, you uh, you might remember that we we had an attempt at uh, a sitting down for a chat, and um, we got about thirty five or so minutes in before uh, gremlins crept in, and uh, for some reason, Jamie went absent uh, on the audio track. So um, we uh, we had to. Chopped the recording short uh, when we published that episode, even though we uh, we actually chatted for you know a good solid couple of hours. Um, so it was a bit bit disappointing in that regard. However, they gave us a good excuse to um, to sit down and have another chat um, and uh, and re- record a, a bit of a you know uh, episode for whomever would like to listen to it. So a bit of water under the bridge since then. That was uh, immediately prior to. Uh, myself and my family heading off overseas in September and, um, uh, it's been a good four or five months or whatever it is since then. And, um, seasons have passed, a bit of hunting done and, uh, some plans made for the future. So we talk about all that in the episode. Um, we also, um, we, uh, we go over, talk a little bit about our gear and what we use and, and bits and pieces and the reasons why. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and, um, I hope that uh, you uh, you look the boys up. Uh, as mentioned, Urban to Outland, check their links. Um, they're on uh, YouTube. That's their YouTube channels, Urban to Outland, Instagram, and Facebook. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy listening to us uh, having a bit of a chat. And uh, don't forget to get in touch. Give us a like, give us a share, and um, subscribe so you keep up to date with future editions of the Hunting Republic podcast. See you on the other side, guys. Welcome back to the podcast, boys. Episode two, after uh, we kind of shit the bed a little bit last time, <laughs> and, and, and Jamie yeah, went AWOL after, little... after, Thanks for after having about us again. 40 minutes, yeah. mate. So, no, welcome back. <laughs> um, Pleasure to be here. This, this I think, is looking like it's going to be a, 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 a two-part episode as well. Um, but uh, I don't know, maybe we can, we can pick up the second half again a bit later on tonight. Um, if we've got time, but I believe Jamie's got dad duties yep. to tend to in a little while. So that's it. Let's get on with it. What's happened since we last talked, boys? Uh, yeah, that awkward silence pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well, last... not much with me. I, I've been following Scott around the bush where he just shoots everything. So, well, the other <laughs> day, much. the other day, he just dropped how many deer, Scotty? Yeah, there was three. That was, yeah, a nice little haul. So, um, 
Yeah, no, we've been getting out. We're trying to get out to that um, yeah property and remove a few deer still for the property owners and um, yeah, trying to sort of pattern a few bucks that we've got our eye on for mm -hmm. um, well, one for Dad anyway. Hopefully, when he gets back on deck. Um, but yeah, it's been all right. We've been dropping a few deer here and there. And that was none for me this year yet. I'm sorry, none for me yet either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a that was an awesome haul there the other day, Scott. Bucket load of meat for you, mate. It um, yeah, shit, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, we were I mean I wasn't even expecting them to be where they were. To be honest, um, the properties that we've got access to, as I think we might have mentioned it in even the last um podcast, or it might have even been the bit that didn't record, but there's like a group of two or three properties that are side by side. Um, there's a couple of big gullies that feed down, um, yeah, down this sort of hill, I guess. Um, Jamie and I sort of usually split up to, you know, more eyes on ground and cover a bit more area. Um, he went sort of one way. I went up around the top to get the wind right. And, um, yeah, basically just jumped from one fence property to the next and 10 steps in. It was like, oh, crap, there's like the arse of one just feeding down, you know, 80 metres in front of me. And I only thought there was the one, maybe two to start with. So I sort of got into position. And, um, yeah, notice there was five of them in total. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so... I was actually watching one. I was like, I, they're all feeding through. Had no idea that I was there. I had the 308. So, um, yeah, I lined up one with the scope. And I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for that one. Just go to broadside a little bit and, you know, nail that. And I sort of looked out at the peripheral and there was one that was probably 50 metres in staring right at me just behind this tree. So I was like, oh, crap. So focused that attention to that, dropped that straight away. And then, yeah, for some reason, they didn't they didn't bolt. Normally, when we do shoot them, they give us very little chance for yeah. you know, follow-up shots. Jamie's been lucky, and he's shot two um, in the past, and, and Dad's done the same thing with two. Um, but, yeah, it's usually the case that you shoot, and then just all hell breaks loose, and they take off. But mm. they were sort of just stunned, looking around, like, oh, shit, where did that go? Looks like Barry's just been down, you know, dropped down on the ground for some <laughs> reason. So then, yeah, the next one lined up. I was like, oh, I may as well shoot that as well. And... After the second shot, there was two two other ones took off down the hill, um, sort of towards the direction that Jamie would have been walking up. And then, yeah, the third one that I got sort of took another, you know, 10 metres or so, gave me another shot, so dropped that as well. So, yeah, three within, oh, shit, it was like 20 seconds. So it was yeah. the hardest part. It was, yeah, really was, was it the shooting or was it the slipping them the rohip and also they'd stand still and... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the difficult part. <laughs> yeah. Does this rag smell like ether? <laughs> and 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 you know, Jamie yeah. Jamie untying them just before you know they walked out from behind the trees. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. I'm like, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. But we just edit those little bits out of any videos. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pure canned hunting at its best. No, yeah. no, that's awesome, yeah, man. That's it. And, um, no, so it was. It was. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and what did you, you know, obviously you you field dress them and and you I think you said in your your little video up on socials there that you you're able to get the the vehicle quite close. Yeah, it was perfect actually where it was because we could pretty much drive the car. Yeah, right back, back it right up to where they were. It's pretty open sort of gully. Yep. So um, yeah, easy access for the vehicle. And it would because it's dry as well. When it's a bit wetter, it's a bit harder to get down into there. But yeah, it's dry as so drove it straight up. We loaded the three up into the car, come back to my place. Jamie took one home, um, yeah, to butcher up, and then I ended up just butchering up the rest the day after. Yeah, nice, nice. And well, yes. we don't normally get that lucky in in Bian Arbor drive the car up to something to pick it up. Doesn't normally happen like that. No, absolutely not. Have to carry it out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when, when's where? Uh, Scott said that he got it. I was like, I was pretty excited. I was like, yep, we can drive the car straight there. That's awesome. 
They're the best carryouts ever, aren't they? Oh That's yeah, hundred percent. And um, so it worked out well. What's your what's your what's your favourite cut off off a deer then? Mm, um, I don't know. We we tend to eat. Jeez, uh, I don't know. The I feel like the backstraps. We we use the backstraps a lot and make schnitzels out of them yep. and crumb them up. Um, yep. Yeah, and make schnitzel. So that's probably one of the preferred ones. We do mince a hell of a lot of it and make, um, yeah, burgers and, and so forth. So that's sort of one of my go-tos. Yeah, yum. Yep. one of my go-tos as well. But, um, I mean, Jamie, not so much. But, yeah, we tend to eat, um, like, the shanks and that as well, slow cook. The shanks, they come up a treat. Mm. Slow cook, um, even the neck sections, we've tried that not long ago as well. A whole whole neck. Yep. Um, and just slow cook that for, like, you know, five hours or whatever in the oven. And it just falls apart. You can just put a spoon into it and it just falls apart. It's just unreal. Fantastic. What's your what's your sort of recipe? Do you, you throw in some some garlic and onion and you know that sort of good stuff? What do you do? No, now you're asking the technical questions yeah, because on, I'm spill, I'm spill not a cook's asshole, really. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the the eater, not the cook. Yeah, I'm the eater, I'm not the preparer. <laughs> yeah. I leave that to the wife. Michelle sorts all that out. So um I think she's actually planning on trying to do some recipes and we've taken some pictures for uh Wild Deer magazine or something like that. So she might send in a few recipes in there. But yeah, she adds all her little herbs and um and so forth into the mix and if it's like if it's a roast that we do, maybe put a rub over it or just, you know, some garlic and whatever else in there and yeah, it just tops it off nicely. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually just trying to think back to and and admittedly like this morning I was I was out working in the yard butchering up some of my wife's lovely palm trees that the, 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 solar, the solar panel men accidentally told me they had to go. So, uh, oh, that's a shame. I was out there with a the chainsaw and I had the headphone or I had the, the earmuffs on, which are Bluetooth. And I was listening to our last podcast that, um, the, uh, the gremlins decided to invade partway through and, mm-hmm. and cancel Jamie out of the conversation or well, the recording. Yeah. <laughs> No, nothing unusual. No. Blocked out. That's it. <laughs> Just stonewalled, cold. He's done. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I got through listening to listening to that, and I'd actually, um, I thought, well, I might come inside and and sit down before we have our chat now, and sort of try and listen to the rest of it, um, and you know, well, at least two thirds of it because Jamie wasn't actually recorded, but I didn't get a chance. <laughs> To. So I'm I'm sort of trying to remember some of the stuff that we covered off on, um, but but didn't actually get to to throw up. Is your are your memories as bad as mine? Because like that was the day before I, I left and went overseas, and there's been a shit ton happened since then. And... Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember either. We talked about a bit of everything. We yeah, certainly... I know we did talk about a hell of a lot of stuff. I think there was a bit of Brackenware talk in there. There was some Osbo yep. press talk. There was right. just some random hunting stories and other bits and pieces, but, um, yeah, off the top of the head. Yeah. I can't remember too much more than that. Mm. I thought we'd actually had a good run that time, but obviously half of it cut out and yeah. Well, two thirds of it was absolute gold. Obviously one third of it was absolute crap. And (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that's it. That's it. We just can't win. No, no, (laughs) no. Beggars can't be choosers around here. So, um, so let's, well, well, you know, we're back there talking. That was that was twentieth uh, of September, give or take. I think we flew out on the twenty first or the twenty second, something like that. And um, and we we were sort of, you know, uh, coming towards the end of the year, and summer was starting to warm up. Um, what what sort of hunting did you get out and do 
you know, towards the later end of the year and over Christmas and that sort of thing. There wasn't, I don't think there was a huge amount because it was warming up, you know, quite a lot in there. I mean, there was basically just a lot of, um, trying to be, you know, to find out what deer are on this property, you know, as far as bucks and stuff like that goes. And as Scott was saying, I was on the, um, the other end of the property when he shot those, the fellow just recently, um, the three deer that I actually seen that same day, one we've been following for a long time. And as what Scott was saying about trying to get, um, a buck for Warren, mm. he, um, he's pretty much picked one of the, those bucks, which we call Gandalf. If he can get that, that'd be good. But there's a few in there that, um, um, that we some have quality. earmarked some good quality ones that we've earmarked, but that's basically what, what we've been doing since, you know, last time we spoke is just trying to see, um, what deer are in the area and, and how they're growing and, and things like that, you know, just getting our reconnaissance down pat for the rut. So have you had that, um, property access long? Um, must have been three years now because we've, it's the last two ruts that we've gone down and tried to, um, get said buck, (laughs) but there's more there now anyway. But, um, yeah, the one that we're looking for is it's like, it's an all white or white colored one. We've named it Gandalf. And I I had a crack at that one the first, the first year, just before the rut. It might've been just after Mm. Uh, anyway, but, um, no, it was just before because we had plans to try and get it and see it during that rut and then didn't get the opportunity. Then the next time we've, you know, uh, didn't get a chance to have a crack at it. And then now it's this one coming. So I'd say the last three years, at least we've had access to this property, but yeah, we've been watching this one grow. And, um, in a way it will be a little bit of a shame when we do get it because the genetics are pretty good, Yeah. but, um, it also won't be a shame because we are helping the property owners out. Yeah, and, um, it. yeah. A lot of people in the area are starting to have an, an issue with these deer uh, overbreeding. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just going to do our bit and, and keep everyone happy as well. So have you sort of seen him there for the three years you've been on there? Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a shot at it and I missed the first the the first time that I saw it. And it was only a, it was a, it was a rush shot at about, I don't know, 80 meters or something. And, and I missed, which I'm, I'm glad that you know, it wasn't a bad hit or anything. That's with the rifle, not with the, with the bow. Mm. Um, and then I think the one after that, we'd seen it on multiple occasions, but it's just so cagey and smart. It just knows, you know, when people are around all the different sounds and smells and, and when something's different, he's onto it, you know? So, but we'd say he's probably the biggest granddaddy in the area he's been there for years doing a lot of breeding and stuff so yeah that was that was going to be my next point was sort of like i suppose then over that time he's he's actually had the opportunity to pass on his genetics and um Mm -hmm. and you know uh, even if you do take him out like his genes are still going to be you know through his um through his offspring and 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 he's had that opportunity over the years because it's not like he sort of he rocked up and shot him while he was a spiker in, in velvet sort of thing, you know. That's it, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's he's at his prime now, but we're noticing, well, sorry, I think he's probably a little bit above his prime, but we're noticing there's more bigger bucks hanging around as well. Like a few weeks ago, we went out um, looking for some deer and I got some footage um, that I ended up just putting up on socials of three deer, what we call the trifecta. And um, it's Gandalf is in there, then there's a bigger white spotted one and there's a brown one as well. And, um, yeah, and you can tell the bigger spotted one, well, the one, the spotted one's slightly bigger than him. So this year will be interesting to see what happens in the rut, whether 
you know, if he doesn't get taken, we don't get an opportunity or whatever, what happens between those two, you know, yeah. for fighting over the females in the air or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but either way, the brown one, which was the smaller of all of them, it's still good as well. A little bit mm -hmm. of a stick, stick sort of head, uh, but yep. definitely well worth, uh, you know, uh, to look at and, um, see if we're going to get the opportunity to take it at first or, or whatever. I mean, it's not always about the bucks for us. We'll shoot anything that's, you know, uh, we get an opportunity at. Um, but if we can limit the numbers in this area, then I think the property owners would be super happy and not just the property owners that we're on, it's the neighbors as well. You know, that they, they're saying, you know, that they're, they're eating their gardens and everything like that. And in the area that, that it's at is quite populated with, um, like there's a lot of properties around it, you know, yep. live, that live around the area. People live there and they are an issue on the roads and, and things like that. So. Um, every time we, we talk to them, you know, they, they're always telling us, oh yeah, you know, come down and have a shot because we've seen two in the vegetable garden this morning or whatever. And, um, but yeah, our focus at the moment is to try and see what animals are, you know, growing down there and can we get something for Warren when he's, um, he's, he's got, you know, back and able to get in the bush again, you know, so that's, that's mm. a big thing. If he can have a crack at one of those bucks, then, you know, we will be, um, satisfied. doesn't matter what happens with us this, right? As long as he gets something. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Must've been too important. Must've been a lie. <laughs> 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 um, no, I was going to say, well, you know, like, uh, Scotty and I've got that hunt, uh, on the Reds booked in for late March. When, when are you looking at starts? Are you, are you hunting <laughs> with that, <laughs> Sorry. We had something oh. stuck in my throat. <laughs> we all have choices. I thought you were just doing with my cameraman. I thought that's what the idea was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does he always this funny, Jamie? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm Maybe. hanging out for that. That's yeah. We can talk about that later, but yeah, I'm hanging out for that. We can. But I was, just what I was thinking was, um, so when are you, when are you guys looking at targeting the fellow on this property, and what sort of time frame? Um, well, no, normally we would plan. Uh, people say you know it's April. Normally we'd so we'd plan around that same time, early early to mid April. We would start looking, and then from mid April onwards. But we're finding, and I don't know if anyone else is in the same sort of thought process as us, but we're looking at also, obviously the temperature makes a big, uh, a big decision on when we go, but I'm also looking at moon phases as well, mm. whether the full moon is going to be different. Um, again, other people probably think the same, or they probably already thought about it and it's not, doesn't really make a difference, but I'm looking at that as well. So if we can go start looking at the moon phases at the end of March, you know, and just seeing what's happening with the temperature and stuff there, we'll actually start looking then, you know, and then, um, just go, it's just opportunity from then on, you know, um, but I, I did find that where we've, other places that we have gone in the state forest in the last, like years before this property that I think that the moon phases did definitely played a role in how long they spend out on fringe country and, and on property and feeding and things like that. Um, and that's actually worked quite well for us with some of the bucks that I've got in the past. I know that we've played the, you know, the moon phases as well as, you know, the temperature makes a big thing, but, mm. um, yeah, I think if we can look at when a full moon is towards, you know, um, the end of March or early April, we would start then. How do you find that full moon, um, affects their habits and behaviors? <clears throat> this, again, it's just my theory, but I, I have a theory that, that if, if the full moon is up for majority of the night, like again, what a full moon is, and it's pretty bright, mm. um, they won't be out in the open as much and they stay awake for longer. I, I think, I, again, it could be a 
dud theory. I don't know, but I know it's the same um, with with some other animals that if it's full moon, they they are just less less active in the open. But if if there's no moon, that you know they might be out and about a, a bit more as well. Yeah. Um, but I know the last <clears throat> few ruts before we had this property, we 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 just thought we'd give it a crack on when there's no moon, and we just found that there was a lot more deer activity um, still out in open areas more than you know um other uh, i guess other times because if there's a full moon they can be seen and they don't like to be seen so that that's basically the theory there yep yeah and and temperature wise what's your thoughts there um again rumor has it that they say when the first frost hits the ground the best time to go but um we just want to do when it's in the low teens so if it's you know 14 15 something like that we're happy with it the cooler the better but i mean but we've actually been out in multiple you know temperatures and it doesn't matter you know it could be 24 degrees and we've seen them out as well you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's just in the shady spots we'll just stick to the sort of the shady spots you know the the darker areas where they'll hang out but um we would prefer it if it was you know Mid to low teens, or, or or less than that. So yeah, and will you know? You think you know you be uh, preferencing the bow before the rifle, and and looking to 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 hunt with the bow first, and then you know, uh, it, default it depends to the rifle where we if, are, you, if like you don't have much luck, or pretty much like it, we have a rule of thumb that if you know if i take a gun and scott has his bow and we see a deer and, and here's your opportunity he'll definitely go with the bow first that's just not a it's just not even a question it's just like there's a deer you have a crack with the bow mm. if it looks like you can nail it then then good but if you know if i've got a rifle and it's like oh, i'm never going to be able to make it over there because of the wind swirl or whatever then it's just a safer option to take a shot with a rifle the the private property that we go on though we've got a little bit of a thing where we don't really want to use the bow at all it's just gun because it is also you know pest control as well you know what i mean and we want to try and you know um just minimize the effect of any possible issues that might happen with a with a bow you know a, a yeah. bad shot anything like that we just we we don't want to go down that that avenue and try and make a um quick ethical kill as much as we can because um as we all know that if if there's a bad bow shot happens and it does happen in hunting even in, with rifle as well but if there is a bad bow shot then you know we we don't want any repercussions coming back on anybody do so, uh, like you know there's the the size of the property sort of you know impactful on that as in is it a smaller place and there's chance that deer can run next door and people next door aren't yeah compassionate to that or yeah yes yeah we get that a bit it took us a while to get we sort of had access to the property that was on the right um and they used to always run into the property in the middle which was sort of no man's land for us for a long time and then we had access we gained access around onto the left hand sort of properties and that sort of extends down to another property as well but um, yeah, we always were noticing that these deer were going back into the middle property and we're like, we need to get access to that. So yeah, one of the other owners, um, was really good in, in sort of, you know, cheering us on and rooting for us, I suppose, and putting a good word and finally got onto this other guy's property and that's sort of been the holy grail for us. Yeah, nice. Um, but in saying that the properties that do adjoin these three properties that we've got, they, yeah, there's a couple of people there, a couple of neighbors that. Yeah, they're not, they're sort of more anti-hunting, I guess, and, mm. you know, love seeing all the wildlife and, you know, if they can throw some feet out for the deer, they probably would and all that sort of stuff, so. Bambies are so cute. They, oh, they are, yeah, they taste <laughs> delicious as well. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, even the property owner said, though, that 
you know, make sure that, you know, he's, he's I've sent him a message saying, oh, is it all right to come down on the weekend or something like that? And he's like, oh, nah, next door's uh, got some people staying there in some tents or something like that. So, you know, it might be a best option. He doesn't want to ruin it for us, but he doesn't want to cause any yeah. dramas because he's got to live down there as well. Yep. So, yeah, we've got to just watch our, you know, just be careful down there, basically. You um you could go Wolf Creek on them and they'd never come back after that. We we could, we could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you, you guys you guys know some people, don't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're probably yeah. We'll have doing it ourselves if we really wanted to. No, that's it, and it's a similar thing around here too. There are there are blocks here with with pigs and 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 um and deer on them, but you know when it's only a hundred acres or so, or even three hundred acres, and you know they mm. they pass through the place or they, they don't hang around for long or whatever. But there's also the, you know, block that I can go to the, the area that they move through, um, and, you know, potentially hang around in is only, you know, within, depending on where they are, I suppose you could say at most a hundred to 150 meters of the neighbor's fence. And you sort of think, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know, like I'd, I'd happily go around and, you know, drive down the road, go up the driveway and say, Hey, look, a deer's run into your block and I'm not going to come and get it. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you, you know, you just, if you haven't had that conversation yet, you don't want it to be at that time. You'd rather be able to talk to them beforehand and see if it's all right. Um, yeah. yeah. But then as well, you know, part of, I think what's been able to get me access there is the fact that I use a bow and not a rifle. Um, <clears throat> on this block, you know, I still sort of get the impression from the owner and, and look, I haven't just outright asked him yet. Um, cause I don't sort of want to, you know, you, you don't want to throw anything out there that might sort of fracture the relationship at all. And I sort of, uh, if, if I ask him and he's adverse to, to me coming with a rifle, will that sort of, you know, start to pull the thread on the, on the relationship yeah. I've got, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll just see in future how it goes and whatever else. And, and I haven't been out there since before I went away last year, so I, I do need to go back out. But, um, you know, I'm, I've got that confidence in the fact that I know when to take a shot and when not to take a shot and, um, yep. only doing so yep. obviously when everything's <clears throat> in this situation, absolutely, you know, 120% lined up premium and perfect so that, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's. All, all things done in the right sense to minimise the possibility of of having that scenario where it, it does end up going next door. Um, but as you said, sometimes shit goes pear shaped and and things happen that that are outside your control. Yeah, I mean that, that happens in hunting. All the you know it happens in in general. Whether you're shooting with a rifle or a a bow, it doesn't you know it doesn't it's not you need one or the other. But if you can minimise it as much as you can, then that'd be good. You know, there might be a few loud noises around but they you know that gives them peace of mind the people living around it if they you know okay well there's another one that's that's hit you know and no issues yeah you know, but if it's something was to go wrong and then there's an arrow hanging out of a deer running around or a fox or something and there is heaps of foxes down there too which we want to have a crack at then you know just try and do our bit that's all yeah 100 percent so the goal the goal is to, to get warren out see if you can so for people um, who didn't pick up our last episode, um, Warren is Scotty's dad. And um, Warren, how, how old is he now? 
72, I think. 72. <clears throat> and he's, yeah. he's, had, he's, had, yeah. he's had a bit of a hard run, broken his leg a few times. And uh, if anybody yep. wants to look up a, a mammoth episode that the boys put up on their YouTube channel, um, yep. you'll see the episode where they, they were out with Warren and he, and he uh, sort of tripped and got stuck over a log and clean sheared his tibia. And yeah, uh, she, yeah. was, she was pretty horrific um, experience to go through, especially in the scrub. And it was thick, nasty scrub. Um, mm -hmm. But he had his op and he's got more titanium and he's, he's, he's better from that. Yeah. Yeah. Now the leg's all good. He's, um, well, he's still got a bit of a limp, but yeah, he's, he's still, all, he's good all with that. Um, but he's just in uh, middle of November. He had major spinal surgery. He That's had right. um, yep. three vertebrae of his yeah, lumbar area fused together. Um so that knocked him out of action for a long, long time. He's only just started to, well, now sort of walk back and forward, <clears throat> yeah, down to the shed without crutches, or he still has his crutches just as a bit of assistance, but mm. just smashing out physio hardcore. And, um, yep. yeah, it's, it's a long struggle for him, I think. So getting him out onto this property um, is a sort of a good starting point, I guess, because it's pretty pretty flat for the most of it, reasonably open, so there's less chance of him sort of going ass up and having to, you know, crawl over logs and, you know, push his way through all thick sort of scrubbing that. Break break his leg again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we want to try and avoid that. But, um, no, he's already said, I think he's already given mum the, the hard word, like, no, start or end of March, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I am get down there. I was like, well, you just got to, you know, take your time. Don't push it or anything. No, bugger that. I'm going to be down there. I'm going to make sure I'm down there. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. So hopefully, hopefully that's the plan anyway. Oh, that sounds good, mate. Yeah. Have you got to go, Jamie? Uh, yeah, got to go do the pickup. That's all we right. could have an intermission for 15, 20 well, minutes. Well, I reckon yeah, we'll, we'll, it shouldn't be that long. Well, Jamie's gone. We can talk about hunting red deer. We can, yes. Be, yeah, yeah. He won't get upset. Salt in the wound. He won't drop his bottom lip yeah. then. <laughs> I, won't, I won't know about it. I, I yeah, won't yeah. know about it. Yeah, well, he doesn't know. It won't hurt him. <laughs> we won't send you selfies every day, every five minutes while we're there, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll want that anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Sounds good, boys. All right. Well, if you yeah. have to duck off and do the dad thing, Jamie, that's all good, man. Or yep. let us yep. know when you got to go, or go now, or what are you going to do, man? I'll I'll head off now, and I'll be right back. Happy days, man. Don't rush. No. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you soon, bro. Well, we're going to interrupt today's episode to bring you a little word from our sponsor. Something new for the podcast. As you guys all know, or people who've listened to the chat before, or heard me discuss it on other podcasts, uh, I own Brackenware along with two of my best mates. So naturally, Brackenware, in a sense, sponsors the podcast. Uh, so what is Brackenware? Well, at Brackenware, we have a mission statement. Our mission statement says... Our mission is to optimize your performance by outfitting you with premium technical outdoor and hunting apparel. We have deliberately hand chosen advanced technical fabrics based on durability, weight and quietness. Our pattern has been inspired by nature's camouflage experts and custom designed with every component and feature rigorously tested in the field by experienced hunters to ensure precise fit, comfort, durability and performance that you demand from premium technical gear. Research, design and development has been ongoing since 2012 and today's Brackenware reflects our commitment to giving you nothing but the best. Brackenware is premium technical gear designed, used and trusted by experienced hunters the world over. 
you can find Brackenware at www.brackenware.com and look us up on all the socials and get in touch. Cheers, guys. So if you might have picked up there, um, yeah, Scotty and I have, have uh, thanks thanks to Scott, we've we've booked in a, a week on the Reds for the end of March and mm. um, just a few hours down the road, really. Um, I think what I worked out was two and a half, three hours from my place. It's about two and a half from, yeah, three from your joint. <clears throat> Only uh, 20 hours from my place, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. about 20 or 21 hours or something like that. Not too far at all, mate. Not too far at all. <laughs> no, no, no. A lot closer, well, look, I waited up, to be honest. I was weighing up whether to drive or thought to fly up and that. Um, obviously, I mean, you can check your bow into the airline and all that sort of stuff, but I'm just thinking, you know, in best case scenario, if we did get something, you want to bring the meat home, yep. you know, packing 20 kilo esky full of meat into the, you know, onto the plane and extra stuff, stuff like that. If I want to take the rifle up as well, cause we've got the option with bow obviously yep. as well as rifle. Yep. Um, just more dicking around to be honest. So I thought, no, screw it. And it was only pretty much another two or 300 bucks difference. Um, in comparison, I sort of did the comparison driving roughly with fuel costs and, yep. um, yeah. And the flight. So it just makes it easier. You don't have to worry about, Oh, I've got this red deer head, you know, how do I check that into the, <laughs> the plane sort of thing and get all these weird looks or people say, Oh, no, we don't take hunting trophies anymore. Cause I know some airlines do that as well. Yeah. No. And, um, and even like, yeah, look at 20 kilos. That's, that's not much meat really. If you, if you drop a, a decent animal, it's not a decent sized red deer. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more than that on it. So yeah, I just thought, no, take the car, chuck a couple of eskies in, have the car fridge and then doesn't matter. I can have my rifle, I can have my bow. Um, and yeah, plenty of room for everything else. Yeah, absolutely. If we get something. If we get something, that's right. And um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I I had to do a trip down to Brizzy there a few weeks back, and um, mm-hmm. it was only a few days before I was like, oh shit, you know, because I uh, well, as you know, um, and I think I, I've mentioned it on um, I can't remember which podcast. I don't think it was this one. <laughs> Um, one of the other ones, one of someone's podcast, I was a guest on, I talked about the bow that I, um, the, the old, um, Brackenhoid, I call it, that I got, um, yeah, it's a yeah. factor 30 Bracken, uh, sorry, Hoyt, which is, uh, 2014 model, I believe that I, I got and pulled it all down, stripped it all down and basically gave it a complete overhaul, got the, the riser all, um, Hydro dipped in Brackenware pattern, um, got the, um, all the other bits and pieces, the, the limb cups and the, the cams and that all coated and whatever else. Anyway, so he's got new strings. Come up a treat. Yeah. Oh mate, it's, I'm super happy with it. Um, got some big fella bow strings on it and actually used, used one of Warren's Osbo presses to, to do all that and to put it all back together as hmm. best I can. And, um, <clears throat> I'm just not someone who's ever really learned how to tune a bow properly. Um, it's just not been something on my radar with regards to, to the pastime. Anyway, I took this trip down to Brizzy yeah. and I'm like a night or two before I was like, Oh, I wonder if I could drop my bow into Ian Summers and get him to work his magic over mm-hmm. it. So yeah. Um, I hit him up on, on Facebook there, sent him a message and, and I said, Oh, look, I know it's last minute and everything, but are you able to, to f- fit it in and I can drop it off the one day and pick it up the next or whatever. And if it's possible, that'd be fantastic, you know? And, he, he, uh, he said, yeah, absolutely. He had a couple other bows to sort of fit in around it. And, um, yeah, he got that done and, uh, it was a Tuesday and I went back on the Wednesday, picked it up and, um, put some arrows down range at the back of his house there and 
mate, it's it's magic. It's just yeah, oh, nice it, tune, mate. It, it it could play Kumbaya and you'd fall asleep. It's that that well tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really really happy with that. And um, out in the backyard and and shooting a few arrows and and you know getting it all dialed in and and going well. So. Um, yeah, perfect. Can't can't wait. But yeah, as you mentioned too before, um, I'll be um, I'll be taking the the uh, the rifle down or rifles down, um, just mm. to see how we go there too. You know, and I sort of think you know. I think I'd, I'd certainly prefer the bow. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'll be pushing hard with that bow, and you know, pretty much. Yeah, hundred ninety-nine percent bow, but yeah, 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 as you say, last minute. If it's um, the last, you know, the if last, your last afternoon, last you haven't got anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Grab the rifle out. And you know, ho- hopefully, at least come home with some meat or, or you know, a trophy, a, a nice stag or whatever, irrespective of how it's dropped. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be really good. So, how did you how did you come across the the uh, the outfitter, mate? Uh, it's through uh, Iron Bark Outfitters. Yep. Uh, Tyler Chubb is the yeah the owner of that. Um, I hunted with Tyler. Uh, well, several years ago, actually, I hunted with um, Mick Baker from Trophy Bowhunts Australia. Yep. We did, Dad and I did a um, yeah pig hunt up Cape. Um, no, actually, sorry. No, it was a buffalo hunt. We'd organised a buffalo hunt. Yeah, right. And Mick had um, used Tyler. Tyler's, Tyler's Canadian, so he sort of, he's hunted all over the world. Um, and he goes back to Canada every year to do sort of the season over there for moose and caribou and so forth as well. So, um Mick had known Tyler as a guide because he used to come out here and do some work in the off-season for various outfitters. Um, so, yeah, Tyler was one of his guides when Dad and I went up there. Yeah, nice. So I went with Tyler. Dad went off with Mick. Um, and, yeah, we sort of just become mates through that. Um, and then I ended up hunting with him over in Canada um, yeah, for moose and caribou in Newfoundland. Um, there's also a video on our YouTube channel for people who want to check that out as well. Um, yeah, and then after that... Um, I knew that he was back here because he, he's got his Australian citizenship now. So he's yeah married a married a girl over here. They've had a couple of kids, and he I think he lives up in Brizzy somewhere. Yep, um, up that way. Um, yeah, so he's doing obviously the family thing as well as trying to obviously incorporate as much hunting as he can over here. Mm. Um, and the previous year he actually offered me, he sent me a message saying, "Oh look, I've got this guy that's dicking me around a little bit. Um, I don't know whether he's going to come through with the goods or not." But if you're interested, I can offer you this, you know, this discounted sort of hunt. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like straight away onto Google, you know, airfares and, you know, how much is it going to cost me to jump up? Because like literally, it was like a week's notice. It was like crazy. I was like, oh, shit, i got to check with work and see if I can get time off or whatever. Yep. And I was able to, I would have, pull, I would have pulled the pin, but this guy ended up coming through um, with the goods and ended up doing the hunt with him. Oh, yeah. Which was fine. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, he obviously, he sent me a message. Um yeah, it was a while. It might have been two years ago now. But yeah, sent me a message um yeah, last year saying, Oh look, you know, if you can get a get another guy to come up with you, then I can, you know, do this sort of package deal for you. Yep. For the five days um on the Reds. And Red Deer's always been one of my, you know, bucket list sort of animals, I suppose, in that sense. I've never never hunted them really. Yep. So um yeah, then obviously I contacted well Jamie um, was the first sort of port of call, but as much as he would love to, he just it's not you know viable for him to do it at the moment with family and and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so then I thought, oh, well, maybe you'd be interested, and then yeah, it just went from there. Well, as so, it, yeah, as it he's turns a out, yeah. sorry mate. Oh, sorry, I was going to say yeah, Tyler is just he's just a great guy. He knows his animals. He knows 
his hunting, predominantly most of his hunting is um, bow hunting as well. Oh yeah, nice. He's a he, yeah, he's a bow hunter himself. He hunts with a rifle as well, but he is a bow hunter himself, so he knows you know getting in close and doing all this and that. But he's um yeah, he's just a ripping guy. He's a really good bloke. So anybody out there that wants you know buffalo, pigs, or whatever, red deer, um yeah, definitely look up Ironbark Outfitters. I was going to say oh, yeah, actually um I looked him up on the socials the other day and made sure I followed all his pages. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, mate, he's, he's got some, got some great stuff up there. It looks like he gets about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was last year. They, um, cause he took over the Buffalo side of things, I think from, from Mick Baker. Yeah, right. He's sort of running that, um, operation now, but, um, yeah, I think it was only last year or maybe the year before that they shot the, uh, ABA Australian record Buffalo on the property that he has access to. Wow. Um, so yeah, he gets onto some good game. Mm. Yeah, he really knows his stuff. Which part of Canada is he from? Uh, he is from. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's in. Um, <laughs> I think it's in British Columbia. I know where it is. I think it's in BC, but it's. Um, yeah. Oh, shit, it's up the top middle part. I can't even remember now. <laughs> I can't remember. Google it quick. <laughs> I know there was. Yeah, I know. I know he offered. Um, there was moose hunt sort of not far from up that area. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Yeah, um, yeah, where it was. Put me on the spot. So yeah, can't remember. And um, oh look, you know, we're going to spend a week with him, so I'm sure I'll find out. But he, he, how long has he been in the country? Yeah, uh, over here. Yeah, uh, it'd be a fair, several years now. I think he's. Uh, they've got a place. Um, yeah, over here up in Brisbane or somewhere like that. So Brizzy. Um, it would have been over here as a permanent resident probably for th- two years now, three years maybe. Yeah, nice. Two and a half years, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. no, we're going to have a um, a really good time, I think. Yeah, I can't wait. I was just, just about to say before, um, long story, funny story, uh, and somewhat a little bit of a, as far as dates concerned and other goings on, stories concerned, a little bit of a, a pain in the ass. But um, I was originally not due for holidays until late April. But they actually mm. have been brought forward a month, and with um, with my job, we sort of we get locked into a holiday block, um, and yeah, there's okay. there's not really much flexibility around that. Um, mm-hmm. You can kind of you might be able to swap with the person either side of you, like before you or after you, um, but because you know we're as as a station um, that you know you run with, you have to have. Um, uh, specific crew numbers to be able to do what you do. You can't just yeah. um, sort of flip in and out willy nilly and, you know, be covered because that's just not how our roles work at, at certain jobs. You have to have certain mm-hmm. numbers for safety aspects and, and to be able to execute yeah. some of the stuff we do. So you sort of, you get across the station, there's seven holiday blocks <clears throat> and six guys on shift and usually one on holidays at any one time. Mm. So yeah. you just sort of roll through, and the way the the way the uh, the holiday blocks roll out, they advance a little bit each time you take one. So you know, um, <clears throat> mine, for example, coming up, my next holiday block coming up was uh, going to be mid April and and um, through to May for a month, and then next mm-hmm. year it'll be a little bit later. I can't remember the exact. So say it's another three weeks later or something like that. But it, the way it rolls yeah, around okay. a bit later. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, so the, 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 I was originally trying to, um, swap to the earlier block with the guy who's on before me or goes off before me, mm. but he's got 
kids of his own and it's across um, April, um, Easter and the school holidays and stuff. And I just mm-hmm. said, you know, oh, if there's any chance I've got this thing on that I kind of really need to go to um, mm-hmm. and is it possible for, um, for us to do a swap? And he's all like, I said, look, all good, mate, if you can't because, you know, you've got kids and it's school holidays and we all, we all know how precious, yeah, yeah, you precious family that. time is. And he said, oh, look, looks like we've booked in some, some um, holidays in Bali. So, you know, unfortunately won't be able to do it. And I was like, nah, it's all good, man. I'll sort of work something else out. Anywho, he comes to me the other day and he says, uh, turns out my wife booked the wrong date and, uh. Can I do a swap with you now? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like winning. Well, yes and no, because it kind of puts me in the poo with the other situation because I ended up not being really able to go because of it. Um, Mm. But now I'm sort of, yeah. And uh, the the red deer thing falls right at the start. So that's extremely inconvenient on one hand and convenient on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so instead of having to um, to organise days off work and do shift swaps with guys and that sort of thing, it's like, oh, cool, I'll be on holidays anyway. So happy days. <laughs> Couldn't have lined it up better, mate. No, it's, I'm glad that it worked out, to be honest, because I wasn't too sure. I was like, and my wife kept saying, like, oh, can, is Luke able to do it? I was like, look, I, I don't think. I think his date's not going to sort of correspond, so it might be a bit touch and go. She's like, oh, are you still able to do it just by yourself? And I was like, well... Not sure. I haven't crossed that bridge yet, but yeah, let's just have our fingers crossed that Luke's able to do it, and then we'll go from there. But yeah, it's just it's awesome that yeah you're able to do it. So that'd be awesome, man. I'll be actually first time hunting together, eh? It will be, yeah. Off through all these years. Yeah, this happens when you live down south and instead of God's country up here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just down the arse end of of the world down here. That's it. That's it. Oh well. You can't, you can't help bad luck, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, that's it. That's it. I um, keep saying to you, you're always welcome to come out for a Samba hunt or something. Well, funnily enough, I've, I've, I haven't really looked at everything, but, um, you know, the, um, the, the situation might be that while I'm on holidays, my, my wife and, and children won't be here for various reasons. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm either going to get really, really obligated to do things at home that I have to tend to like, you know. <laughs> Just work and stuff around the place, uh, and and not mm-hmm. have not have people under my feet uh, or other things to consider, and have to get stuck into that. And or I look at cheap flights and end up in Melbourne, <laughs> 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 and we work out what we can do around your shifts. <laughs> so I don't know yet. Well, mate. that's always a possibility as well. Yeah, I don't know yet. I have to have to really look at it. But um, so we've got yeah. we've well, got red diff. Yeah. So we've got Bonds Airline that flies direct from here to Melbourne, um, of all places. And um, last week they they were doing 50% sale. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I think they fly into Avalon as well. They don't fly into Tullamarine. I'm pretty sure we saw one in Avalon. Oh, yeah. Which is only like, it's pretty much across the road from where Jamie lives. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, so put it this way, if, if this red deer hunt had, had fallen through, I was going to hit you up and say, what are you doing September, October-ish? And then, yeah, do a, um, organize a Samba deer in place of, or Samba deer hunt, sorry, in place of the red deer hunt. But obviously this has gone ahead, so. Well, fun, yeah. funnily enough, um, actually, I could look it up on my phone, mate. Um, the, uh, the way my holidays work, I might have holidays then too as well. Mm, Okay. Well, that could be on the agenda, possibly. People listening at home are like, what the hell? Is this, like, ever at work? 
24th, 12th of September to the 2nd of October is my next holiday block. So there you go, 12th of September. So when was that? 12th of 12th September. So actually four days before that is when it when I can actually start holidays. So that's the 8th, 8th of September okay, so through the 2nd of October. So you got that whole month pretty much? Mm, 28 days. Yeah, okay. Nice. Nice, nice. Mm. So um, what's, your, what's your plans traveling up? What do you think you're going to do as far as have you, have you looked at your stops and where you're going to pull up? Um, you know, maybe we could line you up to drop in and see Baz at Inverell there somewhere or something like that. Uh, well, I've already actually pre-planned a little bit, um, especially on the way up anyway. So pre-planned, I'll go drive halfway, about 10 hours from here, so stop at Dubbo. Um, just got a cheap hotel sort of there, just nice and convenient. Yep. And then from there, go to Gympie. And then from Gympie, I think it's only like 25 minutes or something like that down the road where we're meant to meet Tyler, um, you know, the following morning yep. to start hunting. Yep. Um, at wherever the property is, I don't know how far the property is out from there, but um, yep. yeah, that's where he suggested and we get there at first light. So that's sort of how I'd sort of broken it up already. And then on the return home, I haven't sort of organized anything um, yeah, on the return yet, but sort of plan to try and do it just to get back here in, you know, two days type of thing. Do the reverse if I can. thing, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I haven't really organized much at all, to be honest. Yep. Just sort of going to wing it. Yeah, um, be good just to have a bit of a road trip. Yeah, for and sure. Getting out, practicing more with the bow. So, yep, yep, yeah. It'll be, um, yeah. I know. I keep. I've got obviously those pictures that I sent through to you with um some of the deer that you know Tyler's seen up there and some of his previous hunters and everything like that. And um, yeah, as I've said to you as well, man, I'll I'll be just that excited just seeing something like that in the bush, let alone oh, having a chance to add a crack at it. Yeah, definitely. So. It'll be bloody good. Oh, it's really it's, good. It's God's country for red deer through there. Yeah. No, and um, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. And what I think, did you tell me in a message that we'll be the first people on the on the block for the for the year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there won't be any hunting pressure before us at all. So that's that's got to be a win, I think. That is everything. Cool. All will be nicely settled down and. Hopefully we just walk in and, you know, day two, we both bag six by six stags and yeah, happy yeah, days. Whatever, just kick back and enjoy a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably take, take a two-hour road trip up to my place easy. and just kick back here for a while, whatever you want to do, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we could do that, yeah, could do that. Knock off a couple of hinds as well, a bit extra meat, you know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking, to be honest, as well. Yeah, if we are lucky enough to, you know, bag a stag or something like that, I'm happy to to go out and try and go for a hind just for yeah meat animal yeah for sure most definitely the more meat the better yeah 100 percent. no yeah. mate. so yeah apart from that i haven't really thought too much about it and what uh what's your setup going to be what, what areas in that are you shooting uh, i'm shooting uh the widow maker smash the 250 spine yep um yeah arrows i was shooting the gold tip um big game 100s for a long long time and i think they're about a 280 spine arrow mm-hmm. um and i don't they don't make them anymore you can still get them randomly but they don't make them anymore um so yeah i went to yeah um mix arrows that the where make a smash um i think that arrow weight all up is about 580 grain it's up there 575 grain yeah um i'm using the four vein easy easy veins mm-hmm. on the back as well um which we've used them for the last i don't know 12 months or a couple of years sort of thing and Friggin' awesome. 
Um, and then up the front, I've got the 100 grain, um, I think he calls them a triple shock, like a solid three blade, um, yeah, solid three blade head. Yep. That, um, yeah, Mick does through Trophy Bowhunters as well. And, um, like what you, you've got, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, you'd be <clears throat> pulling them at least through 30 inches of draw, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think my drawer is about 31 and a half, almost 32. Oh, Righty, I settle down. So, yes, yeah, pretty much it's a full length shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A full length pretty shaft. Much a full he length says, shaft. no bragging there, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a, a, it's a PSE, um, PSE Decree HD. It's, a, it's an older bow. It's probably like 10 years old or something now, but yeah, right. it's um, set at 70 pounds. It's, it's a good, comfortable bow. Um, yeah, I've had it for obviously a long time now, but it's taken a lot of game and mm. it's just a, a good, reliable bow. Um, I've got the side quiver on it at the moment, the bow quiver, but I literally only just yes or last night, I picked up a, um, a quiverizer for a hundred bucks. Wow. Nice. Which normally there. Yeah. That's what we said. That's what I said when I like saw the message. I was like, brand new, aren't they? They're not cheap. No, they're even pushing over 200 and oh, 250 or Jesus. I don't know. They're, they're starting to get up there a fair bit, but. Yeah, this guy um, had modified it a little bit just to shorten it for himself. But, um, yeah, I was like, for 100 bucks, I can't really go wrong. So whether I have the Quiverlizer set up, because it's always something that I've wanted to try. I know a lot of people out there are using them. A lot of people don't like them mm. um, for various reasons, because it obviously just throws out the dynamic of your bow, you know, with that weight forward, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just a little bit to get used to even getting your arrow out of the quiver. you sort of got to reach forward around and then rather than off the side which we're all sort of being used to if we use a bow quiver. Yep. But, um, yeah, I thought for 100 bucks can't really go wrong. So I should get that in the next couple of days. So whether I have a chance to set that up before we go up there or mm. sort of just put it aside and just practice with what I've got. Um, and i got the Garmin Zero on there as well, which um, I haven't actually shot anything game-wise with the Garmin Zero yet, so I haven't blooded it in. Yep. So I'm hanging out to do that as well. Yep. Um, Jamie should yeah, apart from that, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with Jamie's shooting the What's zero. What's that, sorry? Jamie's shooting the zero as well now, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully those other little goodies I've got in the pipeline turn up before then too. Um, yeah, that would be, yeah, a nice little, yeah, bonus. It would be. Well. If if they get here in time, I, I think I got a message through. It might have been this morning, actually. Um, I just yeah. double-checked that. We're on the social media and how good's the internet, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Everything at your fingertips. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Yep, that's. It looks like it's happening. So, looking. So they are on route. Well, in the pipeline. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we're not allowed to talk about that just yet. No, we won't. We won't talk about that just yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some secret uh, squirrel business, people. That's it. That's it. We've got to, we've got to do something in the under the cover of darkness. Otherwise, life's boring. Yeah, right? that's it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just looked it up. Option Archery Equivalizer, $322 at Apex Hunting. Are you kidding me? $320. Bucks. Mm. eBay is $330. There's a few, a few for sale, but yeah, they're a bit over 300 bucks. Bloody Nora. That's so crazy. I know Jamie bought one a while ago, um, and he's sort of... Just started to get the hang of it, and he loves his setup now. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, we might even do some swapsies when I get this one because it is a little bit shorter in yep. the rod. Yep. Um, 
Jamie's rod is a little bit shorter. So that's what she said. He, he, he prefers, <laughs> yeah, he prefers a shorter rod. <laughs> we can talk about him like that now because he's not here. He's not here and he won't hear this until it's online anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. He's like, what did you talk about? Oh, not just nothing. No, no nothing. nothing. Just, you know. Didn't talk about your shaft length at all, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. So, yeah, there might be a bit of swapping with the shafts. Um, yeah, so I get the longer one and he gets the shorter one. But, yeah, he loves it. Um, he's sort of got used to it now, just the, as I said, that different dynamic with the, the weight sort of being a little bit more forward and so forth. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a good setup. So I was like, yeah, shit, couldn't pass it up at 100 bucks. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. It seems to be that you you absolutely love them and you you're a diehard fan, or you just it's not for you, not at all. I'm not interested. I'm going mm. back going back to a traditional bow quiver, um, or not yeah. not a bow quiver at all. You know, like a hip or a back quiver that you know you see as well, um, in the more traditional yeah. sense. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one because that that cost is is pretty prohibitive to to have a go at something and turns out you absolutely hate it, you know, like that's, mm. it's not just 50 yeah. bucks or even, yeah. even 150 bucks, you know, it's, it's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you can sort of understand the cost because obviously it's, as they've advertised it sort of thing, you're combining a bow quiver as well as a stabilizer and, you know, like a, just a, a half decent stabilizer, you're probably paying what, 150 bucks or something for maybe. Yeah. Um, same with a quiver. Um, you're probably paying, you know, 120 to, 200 bucks depending on what sort of quiver you get i guess mm. no i'll be um, honest i haven't i haven't so bought it sort a, of works out i haven't bought a boat quiver in probably 15 years <laughs> oh really <laughs> no, i've got an alpine quiver and, and i haven't <clears throat> admittedly i haven't done a lot of looking about because i'm very happy with the one i've got but yeah I, even even looking at other people's bows and then on social media i haven't seen any that are similar it's the the quiver basically um has it has a <clears throat> like a plate you attach onto the bow and it's got like rubber grippers and the the two you know shafts of of the actual bow quiver with the hood and then the arrow grippers you yeah you lo- sort of slide in one way and then lock it in as you click it into place and it holds it there ah yeah okay yep. and um like it's quick quick on quick off that sort of thing um and it's rubber so it absorbs the vibration blah 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 and yeah. i've actually got two i don't even remember buying two but i've got two and when it comes to, yeah, taking things on and off in and out of the bow bag or whatever, um, it's just so quick and so easy and you can move yeah. it up and down. Like, so for example, at the moment, um, the factor 30 is obviously 30 inches axle to axle and my, yeah, yeah. my super impressive shaft length at 26 and a half inches. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you add on the, the hood for the, um, don't go there, Scott. The hood for the bow quiver, yeah. and um, and and it basically sits just snug inside the the top and the bottom of each cam of that bow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and that's you know for for someone like me that's that can do that because the arrows are that short, and I'm shooting a short ATA mm. bow. It's uh, yeah, it just matches up really well. So I sort of look at it and I go, that's "Perfect. Why would I bother changing it? You know, there's, there's no point." But I mean, I yeah. also had I had the hood of that cover hydro dipped as well. You know, so. I, as people have heard in other places, I, I like things that matchy matchy. So it all looks great and it works great and yes. it, it has worked great. And, and you know, what I can see happening in time is that, that, that rubber will probably perish and break down. But you know, so far it doesn't get left in the bacon hot sun. I don't leave it in the car or anything like that, which obviously that, those sort of elements affect rubber more, yeah, yeah. more rapidly and will make it deteriorate more quickly. But 
so far it's not really showing signs of wearing out or anything. So um, it's it's, it's a, perfect. That's ideal. That's what you want. And yeah, like I, I think it's only a five hour quiver. Um, it could be six, but I think it's five off the top of my head. Um, and yeah. you know, I, I've I've not really ever seen any other people using them. Um, and I can't even remember where I got it, who I got it from, or like you know, like I said, I can't even remember buying mm. two, but I've got two. Um, so, and the thing is too, you can, you can adjust the plate and where you actually, how you screw the plate on. So it's got multiple holes in it. So you can have it, you can have it straight up and down vertical, or you can have it like on an angle a bit. So. Oh yeah. Slightly offset. Yeah. Offset. So if, you know, if like yourself and you like to brag about having, you know, a 64 inch shaft, then <laughs> you can cancel it so that it's not just vertical. And then obviously it makes makes that up and down length that bit shorter, so you can sort of get, yeah get it sort of uh, not as obtrusive on the bow, you know. Um, but the the downside is it does hang out a little bit, um, you know, like you've got your tight mm-hmm. spots and that, which which obviously hug very tight to the to the riser to try and offset that that lever action yeah cant that they can induce, um, but. I think it's the same sort of thing. When you're used to it, you're used to it. It doesn't matter. Well, and that's it exactly right. You see people still using real old school stuff, and it doesn't matter if it sits out what six inches from the side of your riser or something like that. If if you're comfortable shooting with that and you're used to shooting that, then yeah, why not? Just yeah. stick with what you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. But yeah, I, I've I've um I probably shoot. Uh, probably line up some slick tricks or something, or I do very much like, I got a, I got a sneak peek before they went to, um, broader social media of the Kyoga three blade heads that, um, Ian had in his, in his little stock there when I was down there, oh, yeah. um, the other week and they, the new three blade ones are they? Yeah. yeah, they, they look, they look, I mean, they, all the Kyoga heads are amazing, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I do like, as uh, you know, I'm very well aware of the, the difference in, Presentation, uh, presentation, penetration, force requirements, and you know all that sort of stuff. But yeah. um, at the same time, I, I haven't had any issue on any animal shooting a three blade broadhead. Um, and that was no, be- same. That was before I got this bow, and I'm pulling eighty pounds now. You know, so um, yeah, I'm. I, I like. I like the fact that you know those those heads they've got look very solid and very effective. Um, and they're Australian made, you know, so, um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of looking at the budget. So that's what you're going to be using on the reds? Well, possibly mate. I've, I've got slick tricks there that I was probably going to default to. They're an awesome broadhead. Oh, they are. Yep. They're awesome. And the ones I've Love had there, I've, same thing. I've had them in my kit for years now and, um, just been working my way through them slowly as I've been knocking things off and whatever else and mixing it up with a few other heads here and there too. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I use a hundred grain head up front like yourself. Um, Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just uh, I might pick up a packet, or two or three. <laughs> see how <laughs> see how the Cayugas go. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but yeah, mate, looking forward to it. And just even just the time in the scrub, it'll be fantastic. Well, that's it. I haven't been away for a little while, apart from I mean, just a little you know odd trip down on a Saturday morning or a, you know down just local chasing fellow or something like that. It's still out in the bush, but. Um, I was even talking to the missus about it yeah, the other day. She's like, oh, you know, you seem to, you, it changes you when you, when you come back from spending a week out in the bush or something like that. Mm. You're just a different person, I guess, because it's just, I don't know, you just become one with nature, I suppose. And you just, that's all you're focused on yeah. when you're out there hunting and doing that thing. That is your main focus. You're not thinking about, 
oh, shit, i got to pay the rates tomorrow or, you know, the <laughs> water bill's due or, oh, shit, i got to fix that leak on the car or something like that. There's nothing else that you're thinking about. I mean, you're thinking about other life stuff, but you know what I mean? Like, yep. you, you're just focused on being there for that reason. Yeah. And you just immerse yourself in that environment. Um, yeah, and you just you just come back refreshed. And, I mean, for me, that's, that's sort of my zen place, I suppose. If I can do that, um, you know, once a year or twice a year mm. or something like that, it's just, yeah, it's magic. It's just a, a full, I don't know, reset, I suppose, for yourself, for your body and mind. Yeah. I, I definitely find that. I also find it's, um, you can't, you know, I, I don't think you get any more of a clearer definition of having to be present in the, in that moment. Yes. You know, because if yeah. you're not, you know, shit just won't work <clears throat> for you. You know, you have to pay attention to yeah. where you're going, what you're doing, what's happening around you, immediate vicinity, even what's further away. Like all of that is, is everything that's absolutely present there and then. Um, yeah. and, and you have to dial into that to be able to, to be effective and not just be lucky, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. You just, you become in tune with the environment that you're in, basically all your senses are heightened and yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I think where it's hard to explain for the non-hunter. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, mm. and your, your brain changes from, you know, I think being busy with life um, mm-hmm. as I think, you know, most people's brains are busy with life day to day with, without question, oh, 100%. um, to being busy with now and, you know, yes. not worrying about this afternoon or whatever. It's just like, well, what's, what's now and where's my next step going and where's, where's the breeze going? Yeah. Why is that bird making a funny noise? And, you know, oh, did yes. I see something under that tree over there? And, you know, oh, I think there might mm-hmm. be pigs in this gully. Oh, look, there's some scat, you know, blah, blah, blah. And. Yeah. Working on yeah. all that, which is ultimately the absolute definition of, of the here and the now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Jamie back? No, 100%. It looks like it. So we better stop talking about him. Here, talking- oh, shit, he's here. He's here. He's stop, back. Stop, stop talking about his back. shaft length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jealous. You're jealous. <laughs> Not from what I've heard from Scott. <laughs> he tells me his is longer than yours, mate. <laughs> It's not, it's not hard. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all good. What, so what did I miss? Oh, we've, we've already You'll shot seven by seven. Two, um... So we've already shot seven by seven bed red stags. We've shot does for, for meat and, you know, now we're just, yep, just yeah. kicking back, drinking beers and rum. That's it. You know, we're all done. Well, that's always the way, isn't it? You, you probably already <laughs> talked about booking the taxidermy, you know, person. Oh, we forgot that. <laughs> we've already hung it on the wall before you've got it. We did forget that, did, didn't did we? For, yes. Do you know any good ones, Jamie? <laughs> Um, <laughs> upper end Bundy way, preferably, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I think got a good, um, one, good one down here. Yeah, I think Tyler actually said there's a bloke down the road. He's I'm not going to say a name just in case I get it wrong, but um, yeah, there's a guy not far down the road from sort of where we hunt that is yeah. very good as well. So if you did want to get something done, I'm sure you could drop it in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the, in the area, mate. There's probably a few actually that would be very mm. very handy. Um, yeah. There's a lot of history in, in red deer in that country, so I'm pretty sure there's been taxidermy going on for us as long mm. as there's been red deer there. Um, yeah. Yeah, but rest assured, the missus will be disappointed when I don't come home with a, a big stag because I dropped it off at the taxidermist on the way home. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, such is such life. That's, as all, that's all part of it. Yeah, that's it exactly right. It's a problem that you can deal with. So what are you going to do when, when Scotty's <clears throat> up here, Jamie? 
going to go and shoot some more fallow? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Um, I, I want to do an overnighter if I can, just to do a bit of a recce before the rut in some other places that we go, yep. which I'm not going to disclose on air. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we haven't been there for a while, so we've been meaning to um, get back out and check that out as well. So yep. yeah, that's that's my plan to go and do something like that. Yep. And um, like we t we talked a bit about our gear just now. What 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 do you shoot uh, bow wise? Um, a PSC Bow Madness Epics, um, and it's got a Garmin Zero, and um, just put a quiverizer on it. Yeah, we heard. Well. We heard. So, um, oh, so you were talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> just, that's just it. your shaft length, and <laughs> when you slip it in, yeah, there. that's <laughs> the shaft length you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what you slip yeah. it into, mate. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So got it. Yeah, got a quiverizer on it, and um, just on uh, the the arrows that I'm shooting are the Widowmaker, yep. uh, three hundred. Binds, um, slick trick magnum 100 grain is the um, the broadheads which I've been using for a while now, and um, I'm trying to think easy veins, of course, we've been using them for a while now. And I'd um, yep. recommend anybody listening if you're thinking about going down that path, definitely do it, you won't regret it. Mm. Um, what else? What other setup I've got on it? Um, custom string, it's a killer bow string, yeah, right, eh? as well. And um, that's pretty much it, uh, yeah, yeah, yep. I, I use him in the last couple um, strings that I've got, and yeah, it's uh, just works good. He does everything that you want as well. Yep. Now, <clears> I was saying to Scott, I, I just um, a few weeks ago dropped my bow in at Ian Summers. I had a, an overnight trip to Brizzy and, and dropped it in there to get all tuned up and have him work his magic on it. And mate, she's she's what did I say? Can, can sing you? It can play your kumbaya. It's tuned that well. Kumbaya, <laughs> really? Oh, it's beautiful, mate. He's, he's a mad Well, yours is like, you know, 80 pound or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what the big fella's pulling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to compensate for yeah. other things, well, I guess. Well, I had to wind mine down to down to 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, okay, Cam. Yeah. Settle down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Um, no, I see, I had a, uh, there's a bit of a story behind that because I wanted to, um, I wanted to do a bow and, 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 and redo it like i mentioned it before how i stripped it all down and you know what i've done with it and hydro dip and yep. everything and and i was shooting a a bowtech uh cpxl and pulling 70 and i've pulled 70 for as long as i can remember now um, right. we, we, won't, we won't hold that against you <laughs> no 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 um, <laughs> um but like it's beautiful boat to shoot, you know, really, really nice yeah. um, and smooth yeah. and quiet and all that sort of stuff. And the ATA length was really nice and it was forgiving and everything. But being a short ass and only having, you know, a 26-inch draw, um, I was noticing when I was out on the range, it um, it was just, I was just getting a lot of drop over the longer shots. And, you know, it'd make a significant difference, you know, that 40 to 50 metres and out to 55 and stuff on the, on the range. Yep. And I thought, you know, like I, I can pull 80 comfortably. And if I'm going to do this with another bow, then I'm going to strip it down. Oh, I'm, I might just, well, the intention was always to buy a secondhand bow, not a brand new bow and pay a fortune and then remake the whole thing over again anyway. Yeah. <clears> build <throat> it the way you want. Yep. Yeah. So I just sort of kept my eye out for an 80 pound bow. Um, and I've owned a few Hoyts in the past and, and whatever else. And yeah, I sort of happened to come across this one and, uh, yeah, fit the bill at 80 pounds, probably shorter in ATA than I'd really like. 
um because 30 is pretty bloody short um mm -hmm. but but you know it is what it is and <clears throat> um yeah and and I, I like i did it all stripped it all down got it all sorted um and then the first arrow i put back through it you know i, I don't think ian said it was horribly out of tune but obviously it wasn't you know tuned to, to the extent that a, a magician yep. like he could do and you know I, yep. i've killed stuff with it before i took it down to him the other week you know it, it shoots it was shooting where i wanted it to go and the arrows ended up in the right area obviously but the first arrow I put through yep. it i was just like wow this is this is a this is actually a bloody nice bow and you know i'm really mm. happy with it so um yep yeah it's it's good to know i've got that little bit more punch behind me and to to literally actually make up for the fact that you know that power stroke on the on the draw is is shorter you know so yeah yeah okay what you said 26 inch yep is that where your arrows or is that your draw length that's my draw length that's what, yeah far out man that's like i think my <laughs> daughter's draw length is longer than that <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get invited back on one of these podcasts again, <laughs> yeah. But my bones. No, I think pink. I think last time we, we gave him crap about that. That it was just the other half of the uh, podcast that, that everyone missed. So I had to redo it. That's true. Jamie gave me crap, so I muted him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really what happened. Yeah. yeah. The um, you say that that short uh, axle to axle, the bow I had before this one was a uh, bow madness XS, and it was twenty eight ATM. Yeah, yeah, that's extreme. And, um, very, very twitchy, sort of, you know, it's, it's, le it's not very forgiving, it's just yeah. less forgiving. And I noticed that shooting out anything past 40 meters, you know what I mean? That was just really Blow it not, out. struggling. It's just not really designed for those long distance shots. No, I mean, it. I think you practice all the time, but yeah. yeah, it just struggled. 40 meters was kind of its max. And then, yeah, if you, if you weren't bang on with your, you know, keeping everything level and straight and in line on, on, you know, perfect a hundred percent every time you, you would just see you're off yeah. a little bit, you know, and. You know, one inch down here is five inches down the other end. So yeah, yeah. I mean, my my brain always goes to, I guess you'd say, my limited understanding. But my my brain sort of tells me, short ATA is going to affect your up and down more so than your left and right because left and right's bra yeah. brace height more than anything. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Whereas you know, you're up and down, you've only got to be marginally off. And again, as you said, mm -hmm. and then more emphasized if i was only pulling 70 with a shorter ata bow that would that would be worse again because my margin ferro blows out and and gets even bigger um yeah so you know like having a flatter faster arrow shorter ata for me sort of it doesn't cancel it out but you know it it can to some extent i think help compensate for that a little bit um, yep it definitely helps mm -hmm. oh flatter and faster hey always good what are you drinking mm -hmm. there, Scotty? Is that a milkshake, mate? It is a milkshake, yeah. Okay. Missus just come in and it's like wow. 38 degrees or something down here today. So, wow. you know, we're sweating it up. So, yeah, put yeah, the missus in the kitchen, make me milkshake. Bit of raw, e bit of raw eggs and, hey, going Rocky style Protein. on them or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit of vanilla, bit of sugar, you'll be right. <laughs> That's it. Nah, it's good. We're looking forward to it, Jamie. Sorry you can't come, mate. It's, it's a bit of a bugger. Oh, I wish I, I wish I could maybe next time, but yeah, that'd be, um, be, sounds like it'd be good fun. That's for sure. Scott hasn't stopped talking about it randomly, you know, <laughs> and we'll just be sitting there in the work truck driving along and it'll, oh yeah, something will just come out about, you know, shooting these 14 point red stags. <laughs> I wasn't like that at all. I'd last be happy year. with like a four point red stag. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. We'd just be happy to see one. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah in the raw would be, would be fantastic. Mm. So I wasn't yes. like that at all last already... year before I went on leave and said it was, you know, hundred and 
what did we get to be? hundred and something days away from work. <laughs> See you, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. you had a ripping trip. That was fantastic, actually. I just, mm. I, was, I said, I said to you guys earlier, I went back and, um, I went back and, um, listened to our <clears throat> last podcast, uh, just to sort of catch up on where we're at and what we talked about. And I was out in the yard working, as I said, and it just rolled straight in through to the next episode, which is when I was in Colorado talking to Rog and I was like, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, oh, I wish I was back there. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I feel like that'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> you know, actually he went out the week after we shot that and uh, we, we, um, sorry, we recorded that and he. He got a nice deer and uh, got some good meat from it. Oh, so really? I can't, I haven't asked him actually. I forgot to ask him if he took young, young Ben, his son along as well. Cause we were talking about it in the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was great. He sent me the photo. I think I shared it on our socials, but, um, went out and, uh, and had a short couple of days on the elk as we talked about, but then he, he, he got the time on the, on the deer with his deer tag and, and he was able to, mm-hmm. able to drop one. Get some meat, take it home. So that was really bloody good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you get to hear the elk bugle when you were over there at all? Did you see elk? No, no, unfortunately, didn't sort of work out. Didn't work out. Mm. Um, But yeah, looking forward to um, uh, uh, you know talk to Rog and suss it out and what whatnot over there as far as that process there is concerned, and then also when we're in Canada, um, one of my wife's friends from when she was um, growing up in Adelaide. He, he lives in Edmonton. He's a firefighter over there. Mm. And um, he uh, he came across to where we were at Canmore, which is about a four and a half hour drive. He got up at stupid o'clock in the morning, drove across, spent the day with us. And um, he's a mad keen hunter as well. And uh, he actually works in the forestry and everything there. And um, <clears throat> so he, um, he's he got some, some contacts and some access and all those sorts of good things. So... Um, Nice. And he's an Aussie too. He's not 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 a crazy Canadian. So, <laughs> <laughs> not that I got anything against Canadians. I'm I'm married to going to say to a partial Canadian. So not, got no choice. Not <laughs> yeah. So so that's something that hopefully in the future I can um, I can start making some plans and um and go over and do. That'd be fantastic. So yeah. Well, while you were away, Jamie, we already almost pre-planned a samba hunt for um September ish. This year, yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, might miss out on that as well. Where was my invitation? <laughs> we we asked you. We, we just, you just ignored us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were muted again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gremlins. So did, didn't he just duck out to, to go to the little something? Gee, he's been gone a long time, Scott. <laughs> hey, I oh, know. He gets yeah. the runs pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'm going to go hunting. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there a story there, Jamie? <laughs> Maybe it's just a, it's a story for every time that I go hunting. It just seems to be a, a thing. Yes. <laughs> just don't drink coffee and first thing in the morning from Macca's. Oh, shit. Literally. Yeah, he gets the bubble Literally. guts and then it's yeah. like, oh, shit, i got to pull over and then That's he's it. hanging off the bull bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I grew up on the, on the, out in the Darling Downs at the other side of Toowoomba there. And um, we used to travel into a little place called Dolby. Um, pretty much every every weekend for sport, be it cricket or soccer or whatever it was. But when it was cricket season, we'd, we'd travel in, we'd play our game, and then on the way home, inevitably every week, we'd pull into KFC, grab some burgers and stuff, and then hit the road. It was, it was half an hour, 40-minute drive home. And um, it was just the thing to do. And when I was in high, uh, high school, when I was in uni, a uh, mate that I um, 
made friend in Brizzy at the Grange Bowman there. We used to shoot on the range a lot together and practice a lot together and everything. And we ended up going on a few hunts. And because um, I grew up out that way and everything, I've got uh, a mate who uh, has access on on farms and stuff. So he's he's got us on to a place to go for a hunt on the, on the Condamine River and chase a few pigs. So we've headed out there. And I think it was like a Thursday night. We're going to hunt Friday, Saturday and come home on the Sunday or something like that. And just staying in Dolby itself, drive out to the property each day, you know. So anyway, rolled into town. I said, oh, I said, we've, we've got to go to KFC. That's just what you do. Like, you know, tradition for me, I'm, if I'm here, I'm going to KFC. You know, there's no questions about it. So I went in there, yeah, got the got the fries and the chips and the Coke and whatever else and a you know, Zinger burger. It had to be a, had to be a, a Zinger burger. So I got that, hooked into it, wolfed it all down, went around to my mate's place and, you know, caught up with and stayed there and whatever else and went to bed. It was winter. It was f- freezing cold, pushing minus six or seven or something crazy like that. And I oh, terrible night's sleep, got up in the morning. Oh, I didn't feel so crash hot, chewed on half mm-hmm. a bowl of muesli, choked down a coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. I'm not just, is it because I'm hyped up for the hunt or, you know, anything like that? What's going on? Anyway, we're driving out to this block and we went in Greg's car and we got out there, we got off the bitumen onto the dirt, driving along and and we talked about where we had to go and what road we had to look out for and signpost, you know, past the black stump and turn left, all that sort of business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like driving along and I'm not, I'm going to throw up everywhere. I was just, it's just reached that point. I said, Greg, yeah. pull over, pull over. He's like, no, nah, it's not here. It's not here. It's up there. I'm like, no, just just pull over, it's pull really, over. It's right here and now. Oh, mate, it is. <laughs> it's going to be over there and over there and over there if you don't pull up in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mate, he pulled up and <clears throat> I was just, yeah, it was it was terrible. Food poison and something fierce. And um, mm. I think I I, got I think I walked for about half a click that day. Then I just pulled some sort of a blanket out of the car, threw it in the shade and just slept for the rest of the day. Yep. yep. Oh, mate, it was so bad. It was it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had well, that once when when we were um one of the other places on one of the public land that we used to go to and we were both lined up on fallow deer at about, I don't know, hundred and fifty meters each. Like Scott was on one and I was on one. And I was using the what, two four three, I think, back back mm-hmm. then. Not not the three oh eight. Anyway. That's right. Um we were doing the whole count in one, two and three, <laughs> you know, three yeah. thing. And I and I said just as just as we sort of, you know, laid down and got into position, sort of, you know, three or four meters apart, um, I was like, All right, we'll count it in and then I was like, I don't feel too good. Like I just felt weird, you know what I mean? Mm. My body started to just, I don't know, shut down. It just felt strange, you know? And then Scott was like, what, you're right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll can it in. We'll have a shot. And then I'll just deal with it afterwards, you know? But <laughs> I completely missed the shot. You were shaking was like, as well. Like your yeah, body just went. Yeah. body just was just really strange, you know, yeah. leading up to it. And then I was like, I missed the shot. And then, you know, Scott obviously, Scott nailed his one. And then I'm just like, oh, man, I, I can't shoot it. And the other one stood there. So Scott was like, well, well I better shoot it. So, bang, he, he nailed it. So, and there's, then, there's you know, I felt here, right, sort of afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You hey, he wasn't around when I did those three. I was always about myself. <laughs> now, that's convenient. Usually I get the blame. Usually yeah. I get the blame for shooting all his deer. This yeah. time something's different. But, um, but yeah, he, um, he ended up nailing that one. But, um, I don't know, after about an hour or so, after we'd, you know, dragged them, gutted them and all that sort of stuff, we'd sort of come good. Um, and then, yeah, carried them out. But, yeah, I just, at that time, I must have been crooking something like that. And I was just... Mm. Couldn't do it, you know, so, but, um, 
that's one of those times where I probably shouldn't have pulled the trigger, (laughs) you know, but I sort of felt good up to that point and it just sort of got worse and worse from then on. So, but yeah, either way, you know, you do as you've got to do. (laughs) Scott got it and we walked away with venison. (laughs) That's good. All ends, all's well that ends well, eh? Yeah, that's it. But I don't don't really eat too much KFC. I think that was more of the Macca's coffee again. (laughs) It's got me. (laughs) Maybe I'm allergic to it. Maybe there's a pattern here. (laughs) Oh, tell you what, tripping through Denver, we had to pull in to a place and there was a, um, uh, Starbucks and I went, oh, bugger it. I've heard, I've heard this and I've heard that, but I'm just going to get a coffee. Yeah. I shouldn't have. It was, it was like drinking warm (laughs) mud. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But then we went up the road to my, my, we went up the road to my place, Mandy's, um, up the road to my, my friend Mandy's place and. And her dad went and got us uh, a whole bunch of um, Texas barbecue style food, and oh my god, oh, we, we got mm-hmm. well, we left about six kilos heavier each. I think it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable food. Yes, um, nice. one of the things we covered off on last time uh, has just come back to me that we talked about. To the end, there's the fact that we actually uh, have you guys on board as Brackenware ambassadors. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you want us to elaborate on that? <laughs> oh, yes and no, whatever. But, um, you know, like we, we've had the, the, the business for just over three years now. And, um, you know, things, things just keep ticking along and, and we, keep, we keep doing what we're doing and, and enjoying, you know, um, being able to bring good gear to the market and, uh, you know, supplying good gear for, for Australian hunters to buy uh, and use, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, have that, we get a bit of satisfaction out of, you know, seeing guys like yourselves using it and then, and also giving us feedback on, on what you like about it. And, and, you know, we, we've got a good relationship where you guys can tell us what you don't like about it too. And, um, and that, that then feeds back into product development and all that sort of stuff. Um, which is really, you know, uh, appreciated from our side of the stuff. Um, you know, where we, we can't. We can't build and grow and do things if we don't hear that, hear that feedback and, and, and get that input. And it's one of the things that we always talk about too is honest feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not just, obviously we're, we're brand ambassadors, but it's it's not something where we're just going to say, oh, that's fantastic. You know, give us this discount or, or whatever. Mm. If it's not right, we'll tell you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's obviously what you guys want. You know, and you need to, I guess, have that true feedback in the bush. You know, we, we, we're going out just about every second weekend using this stuff all the time, yep. you know, and we, we like it just because it's, you know, it works and it, it's just high end, good quality gear. But, um, if something's not right, you know, we'll, um, we'll soon let you know and just say, Hey, we found this, you know, and mm. we might not have even thought about, you know, something small, like climbing over a barbed wire fence, you know, and. I'm vertically challenged. I'm not very tall and Scott is tall, <laughs> you know, so I get hung up a lot on barbed wire fences in the crutch region. And, um, <laughs> I just and go so under far, now, mate. I, I, re- I don't even try going over. I'm just uh, like, get on the ground. Don't worry. Just I do, <laughs> I do that as well. I, I find the old, the old kangaroo slots and, you know, underneath <laughs> yeah. there and get on it. It was actually just the other day that he tore the ass out, like out of his groin, just on the barbed wire as well. But it wasn't <laughs> on the black and wear pants. That's, no, it that's wasn't. And that, that's yeah. what I was about to say because, like, I, I just wore some green ones out and you know, yeah. and actually ripped it. But all all the times with the black and wear, I haven't. It hasn't actually ripped, you know. Mm. And lucky, I'm I'm lucky. The wife, you know, is good with the same machine, and she's been able to patch them up. But um, other times we were out hunting at Timberline, and I think I was with Warren walking up the back of the 
the property and <laughs> I think this is probably one of the funnier things that he's seen but uh, I went to go over a barbed wire fence and I got hooked up wearing the bracket my pants and it didn't rip it just I just hung up because mm. it was tough and it literally took my body weight as I was trying to <laughs> lift my back my, my front leg over but then the hook with my shoelace you know uh on my boots the hook that got hooked on the fence as well so I was hooked up with one foot in the air <laughs> hung upside down with the barbed wire in my groin and Warren's like what are you doing looking at me in the distance like you idiot I'm like oh, I can't get off I can't get off the fence I'm stuck you know but it didn't rip and I'm still wear those pants all the time so yeah, nice. yeah it's um it's, yeah <laughs> and for the record we don't we don't get them stuff for free either we, no, we no. buy all our Brackenware stuff. You know, we're their Brackenware ambassadors, but yeah, we do pay for every single thing that we get. Yep. 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 And that's that's a big difference too. We, um, <clears throat> and I, I think in the part where we edited Jamie, I mean, where, where Jamie's microphone cut off last time. No, that was part, that was part of the conversation. I think I recall from last time where, you know, like, um, the fact that like we we have the brand but you know we we are appreciative of people who get it use it like it and then tell us um or don't like it and tell us but at the same time they appreciate what we're doing like you guys appreciate what we're doing what we're trying to do and support us in that regard you know um because in in the current market environment um as small business any small business in the country at all but as small business trying to do what we're trying to do um in the environment where you know the the money that people might otherwise have available is is fast getting chewed up on ever increasing cost of living these days that we always hear about we all know we all experience um you know to be able to supply a product that we know like we know it's not cheap shit but we know it's not cheap that's the point sorry we know it's not shit. <laughs> um, we know it's not cheap either because, I mean, we buy it initially, you know, and we don't just buy it and go, well, let's mark it up by a thousand percent and make a freaking killing. That's, that's not how we roll. Um, but we know when you buy it that it's going to do what it's designed to do and do it very well. Um, yep. And and that's what we take that confidence in. And that's like, you know, that's why we offer a, a two-year warranty instead of a one-year warranty, which is the national mandated mm-hmm. standard. We go, well, mm-hmm. we know it is better than that. So we'll, we'll double it and, and we'll do that. So it's, it's that buying into the brand and the, and the equipment and the, the, the items, the garments that, that we supply that, you know, we, we, as a, as a, as a small business appreciate. And we think that makes a, a big difference in the end with regards to, um, being then able to, to work more towards a improving what we've got or bringing new stuff when we can to the market to to pad that out and, and mm-hmm. do it do it better and better from then on i i think the um the, the camo itself that the pattern i think it just works mm. it just works i can't i can't explain it you know what i mean because i've walked in probably on more deer now wearing that than anything else apart from a leafy suit do you know what i mean like that's a bit different because you're basically a, a tree you know but um as far as camo goes i mean obviously you can move slow and get your you know your your scent right you get the wind right you can sort of walk walk up to deer but I, we've had them you know and the other morning i was wearing it you know and where scott the same day that he shot the three of them the other morning i walked in 
Um, and I saw the three bucks that we'd been looking at, you know, it was probably 200 meters away and I was on top of a, a dam mound and they were staring straight at me and, and I just didn't move and they just, you know, kept going about their, their business sort of thing. And yeah, then they nice. ended up taking off because yep. the, the skippy's got me, but the, the camo just works. It's, it's really weird how it just tricks, just tricks them, you know, and, and we, we've wore, like we used to wear biker gear, ridgeline. We've, you know, Hunter's Element, there's a few different ones, even the older school ones, you know what I mean? They're, they're DPCU, the arm, like the, you know, ones, and, and they they all work well, but I don't know, this one here just seems to trick them, uh, the camera just tricks them a, a bit better. Is Again, it's obviously movement and everything based, and I've seen people hunting flannelettes, and it does the same thing as well, but this just breaks your entire outline up, you know, and I've noticed more um, kangaroos tend to run up to you here, because if you just don't move, and you don't want to spook them, you know, you'll get a team of you know five or six skippies running past and they'll literally be on your game trail running to you until two or three meters you know in front of you and they can then they can smell you and they're like oh hang on there's something there if you just don't move it just, just works so that's one of the things we're happy to support something that um is is awesome that just works well you know and um i think the technology behind Brackenware and I guess you know any other brand that's similar thinking to it you know is probably going to do well and people should just look at what else is on the market apart from, you know, what's thrown in their face at every hunting shop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, um, it makes a heck of a difference. I think, um, you know, when you, when you do look at what's out there, how it's made, how it's marketed, um, you know, and you, the, the messages that it comes with, I suppose, you know, and that's, that's what's something we try and, we try and send across, an authentic message of, of, uh, and be genuine about our products. Um, and genuine about that, you know, we use them too. And, and people who've heard me talk on other podcasts yeah. heard, have heard <clears> the story that, um, we ended up buying the business because I bought some Brackenware and I was that impressed with it. I then found out the business was yep. for sale and went, well, hell yeah, let's buy it. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's in a similar vein to you guys where, you know, you bought some gear to support us or to support mm -hmm. me because I was your mate. Yep. And then you've gone, this is actually good shit. And you've wanted to buy more yep. and you have. Um, yep. And, <clears throat> and you know, we, we in essence did the same thing, but we just bought the whole damn shitload, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> we bought everything we could lay our hands on, you know, so. Yeah. Um, we, we, but, but I think it's good too that the few ideas that we've, you know, we've ended up letting you know in the past, like, oh, maybe we should, you could try this or adjust that, you know, and you've actually done it and put it in practice, you know, and, and it's worked, you know what I mean? Like just those little things Like obviously, you know, there's the blaze orange, you know, hat and, and stuff like that, you know, that's included, um, you know, uh, a lot of people from other states that have to wear high vis stuff, you know what I mean? You exactly. listened yep. to the audience, what they wanted and, and the, the customers is, and you've done it, you know, and hopefully you know, that happens in the future with it. You know, you get a chance to do other things as well. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's definitely the plan, you know, just line those ducks up in a row and, and make shit happen. Um, and, uh, yep. and, and keep it ticking forwards and, and whatever else. So, um, yep. but no, it's, it's a good fun exercise to be honest. Um, I sent out some orders the other day and a uh, couple were repeat customers, which is always great. Um, sent some up to, yep. up to Dan Smith and uh, a couple of, couple of good people I know here in town through the, the bow club and stuff. They, um, they came around and spent the afternoon trying on this and trying on that. And, you know, oh, I've got to have one of those. Yeah. Oh, better grow, chuck me one of those too, you know, so, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's it. then we ended up, 
ended up, oh, a couple of the sizes weren't quite right after they got home and tried them on properly. So I swung around the next day and, you know, to drop, drop the right sizes off and spend another hour and a half talking shit and carrying on and, and whatever mm-hmm. else. So, you know, it's, it's a really yeah. cool process to be involved with, you know, so, so it's, it's pretty good. Yes. Well, we're happy to be on board or part of the team for yeah, sure. Definitely. No, it's great to have you boys. It's really good to have you and, and we appreciate it um, very much. So the, the feedback you give us, as I said, but you know, also obviously the, the, the fact that you, you help get our stuff out there a bit for people to see and, and whatever else. And, uh, like myself, I sort of knew, knew of it through a friend, Howie Griffin, you guys both know of, of Howie yep. and, um, yep. and that sort of word of mouth is what sort of got me interested in it in the first place. The fact that he rated it and, um, and then, you know, I went, well, I'm in the market for something, so I might have a look at that shit. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I think the, um, the scorcher top in your line of Brackenware is probably my go-to. Yeah. It'd be like the number one item that we would wear apart from like the um like the mountain ray pants and so forth as well yep but um the scorcher top is just i don't know it's just uh i don't know there's something about it it's just friggin awesome like <laughs> you can wear it in stinking hot weather yeah. just over the without anything on underneath it um you can wear it over the top of you know a, a thin <clears throat> like a like an underlayer sort of thing t-shirt or long sleeve sort of top or something like that if it's a bit cooler yep. um it's just yeah it's just bloody awesome no, it's a, it's yeah. lightweight enough too, and it dries quick, and yeah, yeah. yeah just I, everything about it just works really well. One of the things that I've noticed too is if you've you know had a massive day hunting, and you know you're obviously sweating it up, walking up and down hills, whatever, carrying an animal out, it doesn't smell, it doesn't hold like bo as mm. much. You know what I mean? Like it's I've oh, got other ones as you know other t-shirts here, you know that are I, I guess cotton. They're gonna you know hold smells and scents and things like that. But if you're you know, plan to go out and keep hunting, you know, the morning you've sweated up, but you've got to hunt in the afternoon and you haven't had a chance to freshen up, swap shirts, whatever. It, it doesn't hold smell, you know, and that's, that's massive, you know, when you're trying to play the wind game, especially on a, on a deer or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's one of the main things that I've known with it. It's just, yeah, it's real good for that. Help you get that second chance, hopefully. Exactly. Yep. No, um, yes. One of those things it's, it's cool shit, I reckon, and um, yeah, pretty cool. Happy I stumbled across it when I did. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yes. Um, I was actually thinking yes. yesterday about bits and pieces, and and I thought, you know, the idea of a, a scorcher top in a t-shirt. I don't know yet. I run it past the boys, see what they think. You know, see what you guys think. But you know, we've we've been asked for mm. shorts and um other bits and pieces along uh, over the, over the last few years as well, that just different ideas at different times, you know, we, we don't do a camo t-shirt. So I thought, uh, maybe we could just talk to the, to the pattern maker and get a pattern made up to just knock the sleeves off the scorcher top and, and, and bring out a t-shirt. So, um, we're, we're, we're currently talking uh, myself and, and the boys are talking at the moment about, uh, our next order with the manufacturers. So, um, this is something I'll have a chat with them about and, be interesting to see, mm-hmm. hear what you guys think. If that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Some people love wearing, the, wearing a sort of a camo tee and whatever else. And other people like having long sleeves yep. and some people like wearing shorts and some people like wearing long pants. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's I, I definitely I'll probably alternate between both. Like, you know, I think that'd be perfect if you're, you know, in uh, North of Australia hunting pigs or whatever, when it's super hot, you know, where you could get away with a t-shirt, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you could get sunburned or whatever, but, um, 
yeah, that'd be, you know, for those sort of circumstances would be, would be perfect, mm. you know, but I'd still wear it down here anyway in the, in the summer and in the hot days. I mean, today's, you know, what, 39, 40 degrees outside, but I'd still probably, if it wasn't that windy, I'd still go out looking for rabbits or whatever, but, and I'd probably wear that. Yeah. You'd wear it. So yeah, I reckon yeah. that'd be a good thing. I wear <laughs> yeah, I'm too much camo everywhere, <laughs> you know, so, and especially the Maccas to buy me coffee. I was going to say buy your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we, um, speaking of though, I, was, I haven't heard back, but I'm, I might get in trouble for this. I wrote to the boys this morning and I said, look, I'm thinking about doing a, doing a supporters package, pre-rut, get rut ready supporters package. Um, of uh, with with purchases over a certain amount, I have to wait for the the number crunching to happen to to work out what the amount might be. But do a um do a free tea, free cap, and a free uh, tote bag, a logo wear tote bag, and um the the logo shirt and that for any orders over a certain amount. So that looks like something we're going to do um for for people before the rut, whoever's keen to pick up some gear to get themselves ready for, for the deer seasons. Um, so that's something that, um, you can look out for. That's going to happen soon. Um, get yeah. a little extra value with the gear, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. And then people can use urban 15 and get an extra little bit of value off that package deal. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it already discounted. <laughs> well, the way the, uh, and I can't, Scrap that idea. no, I can't, I can't, um, actually, make that happen as far as the um the back end of the software is concerned you can sort of only put in one code at once um yeah unfortunately but um there still is urban 15 for anyone who wants to buy some in the meantime <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> yep, jump on jump on urban 15 15 percent off i think that's uh yep, i think yep, i think yep. your code's been getting used a little bit actually of late boys um i've had that's some, good i had some people mention it to me so yeah that's good words getting out there and good. All, all the good stuff's happening. Mm -hmm. Happy days. If yes. anyone has any questions about it, though, and they can't get hold of you, I mean, you're pretty good, you know, getting back to them anyway, but just shoot, you know, shoot us a message, you know, if they want to, you know, ask any questions, how do we find this? How do we like that? Let us know. I mean, we're not going to try and sell it to you if it's, we didn't think it was any, any good or anything like that. But if we can be honest and help you out and make your decision and, you know, on sizing, especially, mm. you know, because that's probably the biggest question that i guess people ask is you know what what size did you get and how does this fit or, or whatever you know and as i know people watch our videos or know us on social scott's you know tall and skinny and i'm not <laughs> i'm the opposite <laughs> you know so um you know people might just say what size are you how do you find it whatever whatever you know and i can give them my opinion because i actually had someone come up to me the other day and asked me that you know and he came around and tried some of my stuff on here you know the face veil and a few other bits and pieces and um, yeah. And I, and I, again, I didn't, I didn't try to do the hard seller or anything because it, that's not my place, but then I, I was just honest and I, you know, told him about the four way stretch and well, how the pockets work and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and it was a, and it was a good thing and he, he knows about it. He might pass it on to someone else. I don't know, but, mm. um, but yeah, any questions, let us know, feel free to, you know, just shoot us, you know, a question on email or whatever. Um, and at the same time too, like you. Talking about it or, or asking, answering questions like that for people is, you know, there's, the, you, you don't get anything out of that as such, you know, it's not like, yeah. it's no. not like you, you could go to you guys, ask you a question and, and, and come back and like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're just saying it because they sell the shit, you know, um, 
And that's yep. always, uh, uh, you know, that's always a reasonable, reasonable gripe that people, people can have at times, but, um, yep. you know, yep. that's, that's definitely not the case with you bloke. So, you know, it's fair to come straight mm-hmm. down the line, no bullshit, you know? And the, one of the good things too is because we've tried a lot of other brands, you know what I mean? Like, as I said, we've tried Ridgeline stuff. We've tried the Spiker. We've tried, you know, uh, probably, you know, at least one of everything at some point, mm. you know, we can, if some does have that, you know, oh, I've worn this before. What do you think is the comparison? You know, and just say, yep, I've got one here. Or I used to wear one there or whatever. Yeah. You know, we can just say these are for and against for both of them. And, you know, and one thing I never do is I never bag any other brand at all, you know, but, um, if something works, then I'll just be honest about that too. I mean, it's just how it is. And every other brand is good and they do have their own sort of merits and, and they do, you know, have their own technology and all that sort of stuff behind it. Um, and, and I think Bracken, where what we're with, we're sticking with at the moment is just that one little step better build quality as far as, you know, than the, uh, than the other expensive stuff you can get in Australia. I'm mm. not, I'm not comparing to, you know, you're stone glacier bits and pieces or whatever, cause that's, you know, it's, it's on par with Brackenware anyway, but I haven't worn that. So I can't, you know I mean? I, I can't comment on that, but as far as, you know, the, the quality of Brackenware stuff, I mean, it's, it's probably, you know, it's on par with the best and, and people, mm. if people need to see it and try it, if they possibly, you know, can, can get to a show, if you're at full uh, uh, hunting shows or anything like that, if you are, you know, going to those things, definitely check it out. Don't discount it and you won't be, um, you know, you won't be disappointed with it, that's for sure. And that's that's part of it too, you know. Um, I, I can certainly acknowledge that there's other good brands out there and especially, you know, in my opinion, you know, uh, acknowledging other good Australian brands. You know, you've got Doug yep. and Tony making tusks gear. You've got Blackfoot Designs. You know, they're, they're great Australian businesses yep. making gear that, you know, is is there for Australian hunters to access, you know. And yep. Um, yep. I don't know. I'm, I haven't, I haven't bought any of that gear and I can't turn around and say what I think about it because I've never used it. But at the same time, I know the hunters behind it are top-notch blokes and yep. very experienced. Yep. So I know exactly what's probably going on in their minds with their approach to designing their products and getting them made and trying to do their best to mm-hmm. bring, as, you know, as good a quality stuff as they can to the market for Australian yep. hunters yep. to be able to, to access um mm-hmm. and it's it's always fantastic to see people using their stuff you know i yep. obviously would like people to use the stuff that we make and we sell but at the same time i understand our gear isn't for everyone and people have their own preferences or people have their own likes and dislikes yep. and that's absolutely fine but then if i see those people wearing another australian camo brand and supporting australian business rather than you know, big, big, yep. big market, big rifle, big gun, whatever you want to call them, you know, yeah, um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's something <clears throat> I, I also get a real kick out of, you know, because I know that mm-hmm. the people standing behind those small Australian businesses are also, you know, working to put food on the table, just like I am and, and my business yep. partners are and seeing other people doing that to support them means that that's mm-hmm. good for them. And that's good for Australian hunting in a, in the full circle not just of I bought some down at you know um camo rs and it, it was you know brought in by this big highfalutin multinational company that yep. brings in 17 mm-hmm. other brands and you know supplies bcf and supplies anaconda and da 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 you know 
um, <laughs> is literally the mum and dad business getting support by other mum and dads who like to go out and go hunting. Um, yep. And that, that is something I'm always very great to see. I think it's very great to see, but I'm also very supportive of, and, and I always feel that it's, it's a good thing for our, our industry in Australia to be supportive of everybody who's having a crack mm -hmm. in Australia, you know, and doing it that way. Yep. I yep. think that's, that's lacking a little bit, you know, um, in, in the whole hunting community in Australia, really, mm. sometimes we're our own worst enemy, you know what I mean? When we should just be always backing each other up regardless, Hundred percent. you know, and that sort of frustrates us a lot. We have a lot of conversations about it. It's like, you know, mm. someone might go to a state forest and, you know, get, get a, a fellow buck that's just a stickhead or a spiker or something, you know, and other people are like, oh, I would have let it go, let it grow sort of stuff. And that, that might be huge for them. You know, we like to support yep. those people regardless as well. Yep. I, I, hunter, I've always... should be going and saying congrats. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I've always advocated for, um, you know, the fact that we should be concentrating on increasing the pie rather than increasing our portion of it. Because if we increase the pie, you know, and that, that at the end of the day is, you know, we bring more people to hunting and mm -hmm. even, even not as a business owner, if I encourage people into hunting, then the big picture of hunting actually gets better for me because it brings yep. more weight behind what we do. So things that we would like to see happen or things that we'd like to see change or industries that otherwise mightn't be interested in what we do that have technologies that they can bring to it to improve it or advance it, whatever, all of a sudden they go, well, Three years ago, there were 70,000 hunters within, you know, Queensland. Now there's 120,000 hunters within Queensland. That's a big uptick in participants. Mm -hmm. So we might get interested in this industry now and bring these technologies in that we think might have an application here. We actually might, you know, be able to do well from that. So that then enhances yep. what we do and that thing. And then, and it's, <clears throat> and it's always been the same, you know, even back in the days with the forums where you go, well, you know, this shop has that exclusive thing and this shop's that exclusive importer and this shop's saying their shit and they're saying their shit and whatever. It's like, guys, just, just work together, make the pie yeah. bigger. Then you all have a bigger slice of, <clears throat> of the same pie. So you're all benefiting yeah. anyway, rather than this fighting against each other sort of a thing. Um, yep. and that's, that's something that, that, um, I, I think is, is changing. It's turning around more so, um, than certainly like it was 20 years ago. Mm hmm Yep, agreed. I'd like to think so. Yeah, but mm. at the end of the day, you know, um, like I said, we're we're all in it because we're hunters. So if we all support hunting, whatever form that is for yep. you, um, yep. then everybody everybody benefits, not just me, 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 me. Um, because you know, being being selfish about focusing on what's good for me, in the end, just you know, is detrimental for everybody, including me in the long run. Um, and that, yes. that doesn't help yeah. anybody. It's not, not going to do, yeah. mm -hmm. not, not going to do shit for no one. It's just really good English. No, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's good English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you reckon boys? Wrap it up there. Yeah, we could do. Yep. Yeah. Could do. <clears throat> Spoken enough bullshit. You sound like you got more to say, Scotty. I've always <laughs> got more to say. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've spoken enough shit. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's seen us through about two hours. So that's about where we got to last time, I think. Yeah, I think so. It was about that. 
Hopefully yeah. I make it to the end uh, end of this one <laughs> in, the, in the audio. You didn't disable my audio 10 minutes ago. Well, not that I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> 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 no, I'm sure we'll work it out. Somehow we'll make it happen. We'll make it work. Yes. Technology yeah, is my favorite, my favorite thing when it works properly. That's it. Yeah, it's all good. No, beautiful. Well, thanks for having, thanks for having us along, again. boys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna pull up stumps us. here. I'm gonna go and get another drink, and um, might sit down and uh, and plug this into the uh, the editing machine and uh, and upload it, and everyone can have a listen. And uh, we might get uh, might get uh, might get some people falling asleep to us our dulcet tones tonight when they when they head to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Probably They'll not. They'll be dreaming of a Macca's coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And shitting through the eye of a needle in a paddock in the Dolby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming along, boys. I really appreciate your time, eh? And um, for people who are listening at home, make sure you check the lads out, uh, Urban to Outland, um, socials on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and especially their YouTube channel where they've got plenty of really good footage. And, um, and good stuff to watch, good stuff to learn from. Some really crazy adventures, as you hear. Broken legs and barbed wire fences in the crutch and, you know, all that sort of shit. <laughs> but if you if you do have any questions for the boys, hit them up. They're very, very open to uh, to helping people out. If you're new to hunting um, and you have any questions for the lads uh, about anything, um, rifle hunters, bow hunters as well. So uh, they, know, they know a bit about a whole bunch of shit. And um, if you're down in Melbourne... Um, reach out they're around the place there as well um and uh yeah cer certainly uh worth worth giving them a like and a follow give them a share and um and check out their shit because it's it's good value for money because it's free <laughs> yeah, that's it that's it oh, well, perfect thanks mate no you're right boys <laughs> appreciate your time mate talk soon thanks again appreciate cheers it. mate catch ya well there you go guys uh that wraps up today's episode episode nine in the bank Bit of a bit of a good catch up with the boys and a uh, bit of banter, and uh, I, I hope that uh, yeah, at least it filled some time for you and you found it you know entertaining and maybe learn a few things. I, I don't know, but uh, it's always great to catch up with Scotty and Jamie. They are two top blokes, absolutely passionate hunters, and so enthusiastic about what they do and sharing it with with anybody who wants to to learn or to know or or to uh, to just watch along on their YouTube, you know, and um, and check out their channels. Um, they've been doing it for a long time and, uh, it'll be great to, to know that they'll be doing it for a long time to come yet. Um, and, and to see those boys get out in the field, taking game, doing good for the Aussie bush and also, you know, enjoying the hunt, the process, introducing their kids to it, um, supplying meat for their families, all of those awesome things that, that all of us absolutely love about what it is that we do in whichever form that we choose to do it. So there we go. I, uh, I'll get this up, another episode on a Friday, and, uh, well, is it Friday today? Yeah, it is, it's Friday, yeah, shift work, it throws me out all the time. I hope that you guys enjoyed it, and, uh, yeah, get in touch, give us a like, give us a subscribe, share, and, um, like I said, get in touch, we love hearing from people, and getting feedback, or uh, questions, or, or anything you like. Uh, suggestions for, for episodes is always something we welcome, uh, people to talk to, topics to cover. Bring it on. We'll, we'll talk about almost anything and almost everything. And uh, yeah, we, we, we just carry on and, and we do what we do. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. Get out there. Get amongst it. And most of all, enjoy your hunting. All right. So yeah.